0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
1: Hello everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. Things are getting crazy in the NBA across the standings. That's part of what we're going to do on today's show. We're going to take a look at standings around the league it is getting into crunch time. Most teams have 9, 10, 11 games left in their season. And so it is the home stretch. We also have uh, some injury updates here, including an injury that happened last night. Keith, I know you were watching it, as was I. Ooh, that Paul George uh, injury. That, that was In fact, let's just go ahead and start there. Paul George uh, coming down on his right leg, the knee hyperextended. It's, uh, recent reports today suggest he's going to be out for probably the remainder of the regular season. I was concerned it was going to be a lot longer when we saw that injury take
2: place. Yeah, anytime you see somebody's leg, especially around a knee, going the wrong direction, uh, it's it's not good. I think what saved him was it was more kind of dead on. So it was yeah. like a full hyperextension versus any kind of like twist or sideways mo- motion or anything. But it, it was gross. And, you know, please, sports broadcasters, like we don't need to see it. 38 times from every yeah. different angle. Like, I get it. You showed it a couple times, then you went to break. Come back, you show it one more time because you know, probably people are flipping over to see what happened, but that's enough. Like, they, that, that, that was fine. Like, those I don't, I don't know, like, as I get older, too, those things make me more and more queasy, yeah, um, I guess. But yeah, because I, you feel you don't feel impervious
1: anymore, you're like,
2: <laughs> Exactly,
1: my, yeah. my knee could do that,
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But my knee could do that walking down the hall, though. That's the problem. <laughs> it doesn't take going up for a rebound and having Lou Door uh challenging for the same ball, and and just to be clear. Nothing dirty on the play. Just Ludor was going for the same rebound. Paul George was, and as he landed, they kind of got tangled up, and you know it was just one of those unfortunate things. Now, like you said, the good news: two to three weeks uh, before he'll be reevaluated. Now, Trevor and Keith's favorite caution: that's reevaluated. That is not returned necessarily in two to three weeks, but two to three weeks is. That's the end of the regular season. So uh, we're basically two and a half weeks out from the end of the regular season now. So my guess is we don't see Paul George for the rest of the regular season. Then maybe the play-in tournament, if they're in it. Maybe the playoffs, if if they're in that. Maybe pro- My guess is they would, uh, for a lot of reasons, but now especially want to stay in the top six and yeah. just go direct to the playoffs because then I think you have a better chance that he's back and ready to go for the start of the playoffs because that's you know, roughly you know, another week after the regular season before the playoffs themselves start. So, uh, you know, good news, all things considered, but it's just going to make things that much tougher for the Clippers in an already uh, tough spot in the Western Conference.
1: Uh, Speaking of a team in a tough spot in the Western Conference, the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, Zion Williamson is cleared for on-court activity, but it still sounds like he may not play again in the regular season. Um, Yeah,
2: another two weeks right is is the yeah. and this is two weeks to be reevaluated. now the good news is this update came with he's cleared for on-court activities but cleared yes. for on-court activities could be he can shoot he can go through drills you know uh you know one on zero drills or you know five on zero drills it doesn't mean he's returning back to play generally that means you're getting close mm-hmm. uh ish and, and this is a hamstring thing that he's coming back from not necessarily a, a tear or anything like that or a you know a ligament damage or a broken bone so hopefully he'll be able to ramp up relatively quickly if it's two weeks and he could get cleared to play at the end of the two weeks that gives him maybe a game or two before the play in tournament again if they're there my guess is this one comes very much down to where are we at in two weeks are we you know, fighting for the playing tournament or in the playing tournament or in the playoffs? Let's be fair. Cause it's still a possibility. Sure. Then we will, we'll move forward with trying to get him back on the court. If we're not in position for any of those things, it'll probably be yet another year where it's, all right, we'll see Zion in the fall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, man, we've talked about it so much. Just he is so incredible when he's on the floor. It's his body just doesn't want to play basketball. And you wonder, you know, the weight that he's at, just his build and the explosiveness that he, that he possesses. I, I don't know what the sustainability is there for him to be able to play season in season out NBA basketball. I mean, that's a lot that you're putting on your knees. It's a lot you're putting on joints I and mean, all that stuff. Uh, I just, I hope, I hope whatever the solution is, they they figure it out because he's absolutely amazing.
2: Yeah. This is one where I uh, full heart heartedly support load management if it's like yeah. hey we can uh get zion through a season if he never plays a back-to-back and takes one game a week off or something like that like we can get him through a whole season by all means do it because that's still going to get you to probably 60-ish games and and that'd be great but yeah it's it's tough the it, my fear is I, I worry often with him are we already pointing towards one of the like all-time what if you know kind yeah. of things because this is an unrealized potential. We've seen it. He is awesome when he plays. He is unbelievably good, MVP level good. I think you know maybe uh, you know if not All NBA for certain. If nothing else, level good and just can't keep it going for more than you know a, you know short stretches at a time. So I, I I really do hope for Zion, like with so many of these guys let's get past this one. And then like, let's just have like normal stuff, like a sprained ankle that keeps you out for a week. Like after this, yeah. like, you know, just at least for the next you know few years, just cause I want to see what it looks like with him on the court all the time. Cause he, he and he's some fun to watch yeah. too. So that's the, the, the other thing we're all losing out when he's missing games.
1: One of the, the league's bright young talents. And you just, you want to see him get, uh, get right and be able to stay on the floor. I uh, was speaking of bright young talents. Jay Gild- gilders Alexander sounds like playing in back-to-backs may now be a thing. The Thunder have been incredible. Um, <laughs> so they good. are they're making a push up the Western Conference now. Uh, We're going to get into the standings in just a moment, but they have been absolutely phenomenal. I, I wish I could fully. I wish they weren't competing with my Lakers, so I could just <laughs> fully get behind them and and really like lean them in and, and enjoy it. Yeah, life. because yeah. they they have been they've been great. Um, and, and here they are. They are sitting right now as the eight seed. In the West, they are one game below 500. Oh, and they're
2: 500. E- so you might. Oh, need to I didn't. Refresh. I didn't update.
1: I didn't refresh. There you <laughs> I didn't update on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, they yeah. are now the seventh seed. Sorry, give the yeah. give the bump them up here. They're the There's seventh them. seed now in the Western Conference. Yeah. They're eight and two in their last ten, and SGA is. I mean, he is phenomenal. I mean, look. You go back to that trade. I'm. I think
2: you're taking SGA by himself over Paul George right now. Yeah, and you've still got picks to come. Yeah, exactly. That and you know, other stuff has since been spun off other places and in other things that they got in that deal. But yeah, unbelievable how how good he has become. He he is probably going to make All NBA now because it looks like he'll play you know more than enough to get all the votes that he needs. And I think there's a good chance that if this team gets into you know even into the playing tournament. Uh, he probably makes makes uh, All-NBA. And if it wasn't for Mike Brown and the Kings, Mark Dignall probably is the coach of the year. Because this is often coach of the year goes to which coach's team exceeded expectations the most. Yeah. Nobody has exceeded expectations, maybe other than the Kings, than the Thunder. Because I tweeted it last night after they won. I said, I don't even know that the most orange and blue-blooded Thunder fan thought they'd be 500 with 10 games to go in the season and battling for a playoff spot. Like, Hey, you, you would have had to have been the kind of fan who thinks, I don't even need to look at the roster or know any, like we're winning the title every year. Like that's, you know, kind of what you believe it's like, that's a, uh, like, that's like the level you would have had to have been at to, to think this with this team. The funny thing was too, when they asked Mark Dignall about this after the Clippers went, he was, <laughs> he was very kind of tongue in cheek and he didn't want to say like, well, yeah, we, we kept winning games. So, like, now we may we'll play play him back-to-backs. But he kind of said it, like, well, he's feeling better than he was when we said he wouldn't play back-to-backs and all those things. And it's like, yeah, I don't know that that's really what's happening. I think it's more of uh, we're all feeling good because we're 500 and fighting for a playoff spot.
1: Yeah, um, that, that team is incredibly well-coached. They've been absolutely phenomenal. And what always strikes me about them, is it's you can just about set set your watch to it. An opposing team makes a run, and they go up five points. And boom, timeout. The Thunder come out of the timeout. They run something, score, get a stop, come back, score. Game is tied again. They they are so precise with that. They manage games so, so well. And whenever they seem to need a bucket, they get it. Uh, It it is absolutely fantastic to watch. I just wish they weren't crushing my Lakers by doing it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I will say this too: 30 million in cap space, only maybe one or two roster spots to fill this summer, and Chet Holmgren coming back. Yep. A major trade, a major signing, whatever it is, they might be legitimately one of the best teams in the Western Conference in like they a could. year or two because Chet looks great. They keep releasing these little workout videos of him and he looks good. My guess is if it wasn't like, Hey, let's throw him into the middle of a playoff race with 10 games left in his rookie season. I think he could probably play right now. That's how good he looks. And it's the right decision to make to hey, Let's wait. and We'll start him fresh with everybody next year. But man, this team is and a million draft picks too so like any trade-off that they want to make they can definitely plus it up with hey we've got the cap space and the draft picks they you know they can do anything and and why that's so important is this isn't 30 million in cap space with 10 roster spots to fill yes yeah. 30 million with one or maybe two roster spots to fill at the most like that's like no that's rare to be in that kind of position and it's it's just unbelievable where this team is at like they i it's i don't want to cut off their season because they're so fun and i want to see what they do but man i cannot wait to see what they do this summer
1: they have endless possibilities this summer ahead of them they can do a lot of things and i'm excited to see what they do i mean even if they get into the postseason like they're the team that's going to be a pain for anybody to deal with and um yeah this is going to be a fun group to to watch from here on out uh let's let's jump over into our Standings here,
2: yeah,
1: and let's take a look. Go like this, that works, okay. Um, starting with the Eastern Conference, so taking a look at the standings, you've got the Celtics are two games back. What, where I mean, nine games to go is the expectation that they're catching. I mean, the Bucks are seven and three over the last 10, Celtics five and five. They've kind of sputtered a little bit when they needed to really surge ahead. Are you more concerned if you're Boston right now with catching the bucks or are you more concerned with staying ahead of the 76ers?
2: Um, it's more concerned with is staying ahead of the Sixers, but I don't think they've given up by any means on catching the bucks. I think they're still looking at it as all right. We, we can, we can still get there. If we take care of business, they've got a bunch of home games left six out of their final nine games are at home. Uh, they, they, and they're all pretty winnable games. Now that, take that as far as you want, because that's, you know, they haven't necessarily always won all their winnable games, especially uh, recently, but they're coming off a four and two road trip. Anytime you're on a six game road trip and you come home four and two, you're feeling pretty good about it. And they absolutely destroyed the Kings last night. So I think for the Celtics, the goal remains, Hey, let's give it, let's give it the next week and a half, two weeks push try to catch the box they're not going to do it at the expense of oh boy you know jason tatum rolled an ankle but you got to get out there because we need the one seed they they would sit him and have him right for the playoffs so obviously that's that's going to be paramount but just let, let's let's see where we're at and let's try to get get through and see if we can catch him and if not you know they'll They'll do whatever whatever they can and try to hold off Philadelphia uh, from behind. The other important note is, yeah, they're up a game on Philly right now, but they also have the tiebreaker. So that's essentially like, like a two-game lead. Uh, there, so, so, so they're doing okay. So
1: the essential spots to, to look at in, in the Eastern Conference uh, at the top, the top three, it's potential movement between Milwaukee and Boston and potential movement between Philly and Boston. I don't see Philly catching Milwaukee.
2: Yeah, probably. Uh,
1: I, I don't see. I don't see three to one there. And then you look at at the four seed. It's starting to feel more and more like the Cavs are just going to be locked into the four. The yep. Knicks are looking fairly locked into five. Uh, Brooklyn, are are you worried about them potentially getting caught? They're just a half a game behind the Miami Heat here.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed.
2: It's only a kick,
0: a jump, a block. It's only a
1: serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for
2: the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I am a little bit because Brooklyn, you can still see, uh, both Jock Vaughn and the players are still trying to figure out what are we like, who, who do we play? He doesn't play the same, same, uh, the same starting five, you know, when they're all available, but then his bench groups, you know, he's really kind of still sorting through to try to figure that out. And that's the downside sometimes to the trade deadline being so late in the year is you don't, it, you want it there because you want to know who you are, what kind of team you are before you're making trades. But when it's so late, it there's just so few games to figure this stuff out. You're talking 20, 25 games left. And, and for the Nets, it's they're going through that right now. They, they, they You can tell they're just not certain. And one thing we know with Miami, even when they haven't played well this year, they pretty much know who they are. They know like, as long as they're there, these are our eight, nine guys we're going to play. And that's going to be how it goes. So I do, I think there's a chance Miami will catch and pass uh, Brooklyn, but it's probably going to be a fight all the way to the end.
1: Yeah. And it's a challenge because teams just like we saw it this year, teams were just not willing to trade until they hit Mm -hmm. the trade deadline and people got serious about it. And that's normal. That's the way it goes. Um, But yeah, so it makes it tough to to try to make deals uh, at any point in the season. So people will say, Oh, we'll just trade earlier. Then well when nobody wants to right like no yeah. well oh sure we'll trade it takes but, two to tango. but hey yeah. we're gonna give you our end of the bench guy and we need a first-round pick in, in return like it's just yeah. you know
2: i'm not trying to be easy. snarky nor am i trying to defend rob palenka but i don't think the lakers hung on to russell westbrook for as long as they did because because they were fending off offers no i think it was <laughs> you know finding that partner to trade with i uh, was part of that that issue i mean that's why i mean i i'll never forget how you know absolutely thrilled you and I were for the Hachamora trade beyond the Lakers part portion of it, just because, yeah, we finally, something happened. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's, let's go, <laughs> you know, let's record a seven hour live show breaking this down from all angles. So it was uh, you know, that, that day. Yeah. It, but I think that's kind of here to stay now. I don't think yeah. that's going to change. I think we're going to see more and more this kind of drag into, uh, into um, uh, later and all the way probably into trade deadline week.
1: So we've got, uh, in terms of of Brooklyn's strength of schedule, they have the third easiest strength of schedule from here on out, according to Tankathon, so that could help them out a little bit. Uh, Atlanta, Toronto, uh, it's certainly in the mix. There could be some shuffling between 8 and 9, and we know there's a big differentiator there if you're in the play-in. 8 is a double elimination situation, 9 is single elimination, uh, and then you've got the Bulls right there half a game back as well. The, the Bulls a game and a half back of the Hawks, and the Bulls have won three in a row, so they're playing good basketball. I, I think, though, most likely what we're going to see them do is, is create more separation from the Pacers and the 11th seed Correct. rather than catch the Hawks at eight.
2: Yeah, for a while I thought Washington might hang around in there, but they've lost three in a row. They're two and eight in their last ten. They're really not playing well. Now, we know the Wizards and Pacers they are not. Pacers have kind of turned the corner a little bit on this, but the Wizards... They don't, they're not going to shut it down. They're, they are going to play hard all the way through. That's just the way they are there. So I'm not going to say that they're going to all of a sudden fall out of this. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, kind of, I think we're down to, all right, this is what it is here. It's the, you know, um, I, I think we're probably our 10, our 10. It's going to be order that, that we're still waiting on.
1: Okay. And then just looking at uh the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Let me scroll down a bit here. Uh in Detroit, they you know, no worries here for Detroit. well, you know what? I'll I'll switch it to when we start getting into the tanking teams. I'm gonna yeah, switch it to the whole league view. Let me yeah, let me do it. that. We'll,
2: we'll do those four together at the end.
1: Let's let's move on to the West. So yeah. the Denver Nuggets sit in a top three and a half game lead over the Memphis Grizzlies. I, I think they can feel pretty confident Denver is going to finish as the number one seed in the West, even though they have mm-hmm. sputtered a bit. Recently, i like, I know a lot of people are, are using this to diminish Jokic Jokic's uh, MVP push, and maybe rightfully so. especially when it's so close between him and, and Embiid. But in terms of the nuggets as a team, this is kind of what happens when you know you're the one seed. Like it's hard to bring it every single night when you know, hey, we're we're feeling pretty good about where we're at. We're probably not getting caught. Um it, it's just the way it is. So I'm not that surprised that Denver hasn't looked the best recently, but I would expect them to turn it back on uh as we get to the postseason.
2: Yeah, I would feel very confident too in saying I think Jokic is past the we got to win a bunch of games in the regular season so I can win MVP again. I think if it is, hey, we sacrifice some regular season wins to get everybody right and that costs me MVP, but we're gonna make a deeper playoff run, I think he's all in on that. I think that's just the 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 point in the arc of this team is where where they're at. We saw very famously over the last few years that's where the Bucks got to. They stopped pushing to win every possible regular season game, and that was a big part of why they finally broke through. Yeah, probably cost Giannis a little bit in the individual awards, but they you know they were still uh, you know kind of doing what they needed to do to get there. So yeah, but I'm with you. I think hey did. The Kings did a couple losses in a row now. That dream of them running down Denver is over. Um, yeah. Memphis, maybe, but it would. They've take... won
1: three though. Memphis has yeah. without Jaw, yeah. and now they're getting Jaw back.
2: It would take the Grizzlies playing out of their minds the rest of the way, and Denver really not figuring it out for them to catch them. So I, I yeah. think, yeah, I think, and I think that's probably going to be the order now too. I think it'll be Denver, Memphis, Sacramento in the top three.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the Clippers, without Paul George, maybe they they are vulnerable there at five. I yeah. feel a little bit better if I'm the Phoenix Suns now that you're not going to get chased down by the Clippers at four, so that would give them home court advantage in the first round. Um, the Warriors sitting a game back of the Clippers, does that flip, do you think, by the time we get to the postseason?
2: I mean, now, Warriors... Thunder maps different Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, yeah, I mean, them. really it's, you know, you're talking two and two and a half games all the way down to, to new Orleans. So that could, you know, go a completely different way. What I'm wondering now with the Clippers, let, let, let me, let me pull up their, their schedule here. Cause I want to check something. If they've got back to backs, do you now say like, all right, Kawhi, we, we need you. Like, you got to play both ends. Um, Let's see. They have, one more back to back. It's the last two games of the season. They play Saturday versus no. Portland, and then Sunday at the Suns. Which that, I don't think Sunday they play them Suns games. Could be huge, right? It but, could. It could be. I guess it depends on where. Oh, I'm sorry. There's two them. more because they have another one. It's uh, Friday, March 31st. Saturday, April 1st. Um, do, you, do you? is it now? Like we need you out there. Like you got to play both both ends. I'm very curious to see how they approach that.
1: Yeah, especially if. if if they're in danger of falling into the play-in, then you probably have to and just play them and go. But then again, the Clippers have been the the team for like a a little while now, a few seasons now who we don't care about the regular season. We just want to be healthy for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. That's been kind of their MO. So if anybody's going to say, well, we don't care if we fall to the play-in or or whatever,
2: it would be them, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, now we saw that's cost them too. So, you know, maybe maybe that's something different, but, this is part of why you went out and got Eric Gordon so you could have that depth. And, you know, if we lost somebody, hopefully we can get through. But it's important to remember Norman Powell is still out for this team. So I, I, I let, let's just say Ty Lue in the front office there, along with the players. They've got some decisions to make now, mm-hmm. uh, especially in that back to back set. You can't you can't throw away any more games either just because it's like, ah, we don't want to travel with the roster there. You got to try to win these games because you will end up in the play in otherwise.
1: Okay, now the madness of the Western Conference. The true the true madness here. The 12 seed, New Orleans Pelicans, are a game and a half behind the 6 seed. And who the hell knows what's going to happen. I mean, yep. this, this is a jumbled, <laughs> as much of a mess as you can get. And you look down the row, with the exception of the Thunder, everyone is either five and five or four it's four and yep. six the thunder the, th- the thunder moved up because they're eight and two everybody else is just win one lose one win one lose one yep. right everybody four and six five and five six and four right that's nobody is is like seizing control nobody is falling completely out of things this is going to be an insane finish in the western conference and it, like flip a coin as far as who's
2: going to get where and they all have a lot of games left against each other. Yep. You, there, there's a whole you know bunch of games like that. So yeah, I it's that, that's the part that you made the the point you made there that is the part that sticks with me so much when I look at this. I'm like, it never changes. Everybody is basically 500 for their last ten games. It's win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. Win two, yep. and all right, I, I kind of all right, they're figuring it out. I'm ready to buy in. Oh wait, they lost three in a row. You know, it's like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, it's uh, it's it's incredible. And they're all kind of other than the Warriors, whose profile is just insane of they're incredible at home and awful, awful on the road. Everybody else is the profile of an average team, which is pretty good at home. And then not so great, but worse league.
1: on the road. Yeah. yeah,
2: And that's just kind of what you usually see with a team that's right around 500, which is why all these teams are right there. But this is where, so like, let's do Dallas. Sounds like tonight they're going to get Luka Doncic back. That's huge, right? Because having him gives you a better chance of winning. Minnesota is getting Carl Anthony Towns and likely Anthony Edwards back tonight. Huge. Yeah. Gives you a chance of winning. Laurie Markkinen is going to play for the jazz tonight. Uh, the Lakers, what, is LeBron where? When are we going to see him? Right? That's maybe, the question. Maybe we'll right? know
1: more tomorrow or Friday. Mm-hmm. We're,
2: we're waiting. Pins and needles, pins and yep. needles. So let's see what that looks like. And we already talked about Zion for the Pelicans. Yep. So, you know, getting somebody, or like we talked about with the Clippers, losing Paul George, that could completely swing things. Because what you can't afford this late in the year in this type of a race is a bad week where it's like, no, all right, well, we lost, you know, four games this week. And because a four game losing streak, if yo everybody else keeps just doing the 500 thing it doesn't sound like that's that crazy if everybody else goes two and two in the week and you go oh and four but that's two games that you lose yep. on everybody else and that's Gotta when you're base. gonna put yourself in a spot where you're just not gonna make it and then portland just kind of they're it. out of it like they're, they're yeah like I'm, i mean they're four games out of the play in now you get damian lillard openly talking about like it's hard to care Anymore, I'm paraphrasing yeah. very much, but that's basically what he said. So, uh, Chris Haynes already reported, and like we always say when Chris talks about Dame, you know, it's important From to listen Dame. to. Yeah. Um, just like he's probably gonna get shut down here in the next couple of days, so they're out of it. And then I know we're gonna do the, the bottom four, uh, yeah. you know, all, all together here. So, Portland's kind of like the Orlando of this conference, where it's like, all right, except or except going in different directions, right? Like, Portland's that's disappointing and you feel sad about it where Orlando, it's like, all right, kind of, kind of building on something here. You get to the 31 plateau when you're moving up.
1: And I had, you know,
2: I'm not surprised.
1: This is where we're at right now. I'm not surprised with OKC. I've been saying they're, they're a good team for a bit, but Utah has surprised me because they had such a difficult strength of schedule and they found ways to win games. You wouldn't expect them to win. So they were the other team that I was expecting to drop out along with Portland. And instead they've won some games where they were, the heavy underdog and found a way to, to get that done. Um, all right, let's, let's I I,
2: I'm with you on that one. I thought Utah was going to fall out and I thought when OKC kind of lightly hinted at, uh, you know, we're going to play SGA in these back-to-backs. And if he's feeling sore, we're not going to play him. I was like, all right, they're kind of basically telling everybody, Hey, we're, we're pretty done too. And both of them just keep winning enough games to hang around. All right.
1: At the bottom, Orlando, I think they are pretty locked in to, to their spot. I don't think we'll, – what. and when we say catching, when we're into this tier, we're talking about losing <laughs> more games. Yeah. It, it, we yeah. go, it's the
2: other way. We flip everything here. But in terms Here's of Orlando – go ahead. Say with Orlando, they yeah. might – Portland could catch them. Because if Portland's sits game, and then let's say they're like, you know what, Anthony Simons doesn't need to play either. And all of a sudden it's 45 minutes at Keon Johnson and insert g League call-up guard here. Uh, you know, starting or Ryan Archie Diacono is on their roster. It, those two guys are playing 45 minutes a night in the backcourt. Like we saw Portland do last year. They could completely fall apart and bottom this thing out. Cause I don't think, I don't think Orlando is going to win their final nine games or anything, but I do think I could see a world where, uh, they pass Orlando in the race to the bottom. Uh, just cause cause they're, but no, they're not catching Charlotte.
1: No, I that's that. Yeah, fun. that's why They're obviously not catching Charlotte, and I also don't think Charlotte is catching San Antonio.
2: Correct.
1: Um, San Antonio is is too good at, at losing games. Um, although they are four and six in their last ten, which is surprising. And then Houston is five and five in their last, 10. and and maybe to their detriment. I don't know if Houston can catch Detroit now. I mean, Detroit mm-hmm. has lost their last four. They're one and nine in their last ten, and Houston yeah. has you know accidentally won a few games. I, I think I think the way it is right now. Aside from maybe Portland catching Orlando, I think this is going to be the final
2: standing. I think there's a chance here too. And here's the one thing I'll say with the Rockets is they are already playing all their kids and have been all year. They don't have vets to sit to lose games. Detroit has stopped playing Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks, who are helping them stay in games and even win a game here and there. They are playing full on their kids, and it's like Wiseman and Bagley and Jalen Duran and big man lineups and all this crazy stuff because it's just hey, we're playing out the string here and getting a look at these guys. Houston may keep winning games, just San Antonio might catch them. That's it. I think they could end up you know flip flopping with San Antonio because I think for San Antonio, they are still. They've got some guys that they could sit to, to, to really kind of bottom this thing out fully. They've still got a couple more guys. They could, for example, say Zach Collins is done for the year.
0: Who? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart.
2: I know a lot of people probably aren't play, paying a lot of attention to the Spurs anymore. Zach Collins is having an incredible year, and if you look at his numbers since the trade deadline, all of a sudden you're like, huh, San Antonio's got got their starting center for next year on the cheap, and that's a big part of going to be how they can build that roster. And he has been very, very good uh, and, for the Spurs.
1: And Keldon Johnson's been dealing with the neck thing, so yep. – I mean, he, yeah. I believe he sat He's last
2: night. Yep. It
1: wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, mm-hmm. say, hey, you know,
2: no rush. No yep. rush to get back. Get back Here's here. why that's important, right? We always talk about the flattened lottery odds and all that stuff at the bottom that everybody gets all you know crazy about. And it's like, well, they're all going to have the same odds. But the difference is if you get bumped back, you're only if you're Detroit, for example, one team jumps up to number one. Well, you are only getting bumped back to two. Right. That's why you still want to be at the bottom, even if the lottery odds themselves are flat like that. That's the the, the difference with this. So I, I think we're, we're in a spot where we see this. And, and that's where I don't want to spend a ton of time on it. because we'll talk it later, probably with a week or so to go in the season. But that's why for Orlando and Portland being fifth, it's not so much about the top overall odds, but it's about, well, that gives you really good odds at staying up higher in the draft. Right. Like not pushing back into that middle of the first round, uh grouping and those kind of things. And then we'll we'll do this much later when things start to settle. Definitely pre-lottery because there's a lot of, well, this team could do this if their pick falls here in the lottery and all that sort of stuff. But that that, we'll we'll save that for down the line after things a little more sorted out.
1: All right. Things are wild heading into the playoffs, that is for sure, Love particularly in, in the Western Conference. But there's movement, uh potential all over the place in the final. What again, most teams have nine or ten. So I think there might be a few with eleven yeah. games left yeah. in the season. It's gonna be a crazy final stretch, and we'll see what things ultimately lo- look like as we start to get ready for
2: the play in tournament. But Let's, I'll agree. Turn injuries off from here on out. Please. We don't need any more injuries. Please. Let's just keep and, – and let's do – even return everybody from injury. That's her yes. right now. Let's just get them all back. Even the guys who have been out all year, like, bring them back for the last, you know, little bit here, and we'll go from there. But
1: We, that's, we yeah. have the ability to do – we should be able
2: to do Sure, sure. yeah. Somebody yeah, get the time not, right? stone or something. Oh, a situation let's do that. anyway.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. All right. Well <laughs> – Give us your thoughts. Let us know what you think about the playoff race around the NBA in the comment section down below over on the YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribing there as well. Of course, don't forget to go follow the podcast version of this show over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Oh, boy. Buckle up, everybody. It's going to be a fun final few weeks here of the NBA season. Till next time, see ya, and stay safe.